Welcome to the Canadian Side Hustle and Business Podcast. I'm your host, Irene Roussel. This week, I'm speaking with business leader Don Ludlow, Vice President of Small Business Strategy and Partnerships at the Royal Bank of Canada. In this week's episode, we take a peek at the results of the August RBC Small Business Poll conducted by IPOS Canada during the week of August 12th to 15th this year. This revealed some real good information on why Canadians are starting side hustle businesses in 2022. We discussed the rise of the micro-entrepreneur economy, and then shares with us some of the resources RBC offers its business clients. This is a sponsored episode, so let's get into it. Welcome, Don. Hi, Irenia. Thanks. Great to be here. I'm super excited to have you here because I know that you are going to share a wealth of information to our listeners based on your background and the work that you do. Thanks. Yeah, looking forward to the conversation today. But first, let's let's get our listeners to get to know you, Don, the person, the individual. You know, how did you become the man that you are today? Because I'm sure that you had many pivots along your life journey. Yeah, thanks. Um, well, hey, uh, hard to believe. Uh, even though I'm in banking now, I actually started off uh, in the army. So uh, I went to a Royal Military College for uh, for university and then uh, served in the army as an infantry officer for about uh, 10 years in the 1990s and uh, had a tremendous time, a really fulfilling experience. Very formative years when I was younger. I learned a ton about uh, teamwork and, and leadership and, and service to others and I learned an awful lot about, I think, what it was uh, and is to be a Canadian. So I just had a tremendous time. After about 10 years, uh, I kind of felt there were other things I wanted to do as well. So I went back to school and got my MBA at McGill University and then uh, got hired into RBC uh, soon after that. And gosh, 20 years later, I haven't looked back. I've had a had a tremendous run here at the bank doing all kinds of things. Most of it has been in our uh, business and commercial bank, uh, which is very focused on helping uh, entrepreneurs and, and business owners uh, survive and thrive and pursue their uh, dreams. Wow. Let's back up. I haven't had anyone who came from the army and pivoted into banking. What got you into the army in the first place? Um, yeah, well, interesting enough, I had a, uh, I had a school teacher who, uh, uh, I guess I reminded her of a student of hers who had gone off to uh, Royal Roads uh, Military College in Victoria. And uh, she said, hey, you know what? Uh, I know uh, he found that really uh, challenging and an incredible place to go. And you should look into that yourself. So when it uh, came time a couple of years later, I uh, actually went and toured RMC uh, Military College in Kingston and uh, really liked what I saw and, uh, and just kind of dove in. And uh, it's a pretty incredible place to get an education. They, uh, they throw all kinds of things at you. Uh, you know, obviously a, a very rigorous academic program, mm-hmm. uh, leadership, second language training, uh, fitness and sports. Um, uh, so, you know, it's a, uh, it, it's an incredibly busy place. You're you're on the go all the time. Bit of a pressure cooker, but uh, uh, you know, really formative years. And uh, and I just learned a ton when I was there and grew a lot as uh, as an individual. And I think that's really 
what helped me become a, a very, uh, uh, you know, uh, a very engaged and effective uh, leader in the army and, uh, and eventually in business as well. That's awesome. And of course, you have some global experience working in the army. So that lends a lot to um, going over to RBC. And in terms of other mentors, you know, when you pivoted into banking, because I imagine when you started your MBA at McGill, you also met many people along the way that were that was pivotal in your journey into RBC. Yes, I, I did. All, all kinds of uh, leaders have uh, have really helped mentor and coach me over the years, um, and uh, and I would say RBC, um, you know, at least uh, within uh, the financial services community, uh, and uh, and you know more broadly is recognized as a company that's that's very supportive for learning and development. And so, um, gosh, I, I've been uh, fortunate to work with so many uh, great leaders over the years, all very different. Um, but uh, all of them really took the time to uh, to help me along, give me good advice, give me lots of room to to make mistakes and uh, and also do uh, do cool things uh, and uh, learn a lot along the way. Yeah. So now you're a leader. You're the VP of your own team. How large is your team? Uh, the team I lead right now is about 14 people. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, we have uh, a whole bunch of different things that we do. We've got a, a group that does data and analytics. We've got a, a group that focuses on small business. We have a strategy team that helps uh, our, uh, our different teams across business financial services develop and articulate their strategies. And then I have a partnerships team that focuses on uh, beyond banking partnerships. So partnerships that go well beyond banking so that we can uh, bring all kinds of value to our clients. So it's a, it's a very diverse team in terms of its makeup and also its uh, focus, but uh, that also uh, keeps me really interested and engaged and on my toes every day. I can imagine you would be on your toes. So talking about small business, now that we get a little flavor of who Don is, let's move over to discussing the latest RBC small business poll, which was just conducted. And um, based on that, there is a rise in the Canadian micro-entrepreneur economy. Tell us a little bit about that and what, what does that mean exactly? Yeah, it's, it's, a, it, it's a great observation. And there's all kinds of things that came out of the survey. But I think if you had to have a headline for it, it would be the, the rise of the micro-entrepreneur or maybe the rise of the side hustle. And, and what we really discovered is that... Uh, you know, Canadians really are seeing um, some kind of a small micro business as uh, as uh, a really attractive, uh, a really attractive uh, options. Uh, and in fact, three quarters of Canadians are thinking of some kind of a, uh, a side hustle um, to uh, to, um, I guess, engage themselves to uh, to help uh, grow their income and uh, and to protect against some of the uh, the challenging uh, economic environment that uh, that we're in. So it's not surprising to see that uh, the people are thinking about this, um, you know, uh, uh, entrepreneurship as, as a real option. Absolutely. I can tell you from this podcast, uh, several of the entrepreneurs I've interviewed, you know, most of them have side, started off as a side hustle and ended up, you know, developing a fully fledged business 
And for them, you know, some of them, it's it started off helping others, being purpose-driven, and then they just continued. And others, of course, it's, you know, to supplement their income. So when you're looking at some of the factors that are really driving this rise of the side hustle, what can you tell us about that? Yeah, so I mean, a couple things really stand out for sure. Um, the cost of living and uh, increasing inflation uh, is is a factor, uh, especially for uh, Generation Z and millennial millennials. Uh, in fact, I think that's uh, almost eighty four percent of uh, the survey respondents who are Gen Z millennials cited inflation and uh, living costs as a factor. I think the second thing is, um, you know, technology has really lowered. The barriers to entry for for starting uh, a lot of different uh, small businesses, and so it's it's a lot easier to do now, a lot more uh, accessible. Uh, and then, of course, digitization of all kinds of tools and processes has uh, has also uh, enabled um, very efficient small businesses. So you don't actually need scale to run uh, a successful uh, business these days. You can be quite micro and successful at the same time. With you know, this survey in looking at some of the industries that have, that have really risen um, in the last year, can you speak to a few examples? Sure. It, you know, it could, be, uh, it could be the lasting impact of the pandemic, Irenia, um, but for sure, um, retail and consumer services businesses uh, have, uh, have, really, uh, have really taken off and there's a lot of interest in those. Uh, as well as, um, you know, uh, what you might call business services, uh, whether that's, uh, that's consulting or, uh, or other kinds of professional services, you know, supporting other businesses, um, really with your time and expertise. So, you know, th those are certainly uh, businesses that seem to have really um, been an area of interest and, uh, and, and taken off and thrived throughout the pandemic and, and still are. Thank you for that. And of course, you know, as you alluded to earlier, the rising cost of living is getting people interested in entrepreneurship, specifically millennials and Gen Z. So with regards to the rise of cost of living, what is driving that? Yeah, a couple of things stood out. I mean, here's a really interesting um, thing to note is uh, almost 80% of the people we surveyed, 78% uh, to be exact, uh, said that they didn't think one income was really enough to support themselves in, in the current environment. And so it's kind of like one income plus a micro business. Okay, that starts to feel better. I have a little more financial security. I can perhaps, uh, you know, either, uh, you know, get a home or, uh, or invest, save for retirement. Um, you know, save the things that are important to me with uh, with that plus side, as opposed to just my income. So, you know, that that idea that, you know, one income on its own is not enough, um, really, uh, really, uh, really stood out. Um, and uh, and I think that uh, um, uh, a, a lot of others, 86% uh, uh, of millennials, as an example, said that uh, creating, uh, you know, a, a secondary source of income and eventually something that they could step into full time where they were more in the driver's seat was uh, was also important to them. So, you know, two, two very interesting insights that came from the survey about why people might be thinking about um, starting a side hustle or, uh, or a micro business that could grow into something more. Another thing, you know, 
you mentioned the rise of digital technology in terms of driving this, right? And the Gen Zs are the ones that are here. So are we seeing more technology companies coming out or just the use of technology against a variety of industries? Oh, that's actually a great question, Irene. For sure, uh, there's uh, a significant rise in technology to support uh, small businesses and and uh, and their digitization, or at least digital solutions to support small businesses. Uh, and I know those are being embraced by people who are starting up new businesses. Um, I, I don't have uh, data points around whether or not the uh, Gen Z and millennial entrepreneurs are leaning more to starting up technology companies themselves. I, I think it's really great, really a great question. Um, although I, I would love to just uh, go back to the point you made there around flexibility. Um, and and I think a, an element of um, the, I guess, control that uh, that uh, comes from being your own boss. Uh, and, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm married to an entrepreneur, a businesswoman um, in our family. My wife owns a number of uh, bakeries and it, it, it's a lot of work. I mean, she, she works hard. Uh, however, she's often said she could probably never go back to working at a company because she has just found uh, being her own boss and being in control of things, um, you know, that much more satisfying. And um, the flexibility, it's, it's certainly not that she's working less, she's working more, but she's able to do it much more on her terms. And so I think that is, a, I think there's an element of that here uh, as well. You're right. In in terms of uh, lifestyle choices, I was doing some research on the um, survey that uh, RBC did last year in terms of the small business poll, looking at um, some of the things that are, are driving people's choices, like you know support for local, as you mentioned, food. A lot of that in New Brunswick, um, you know, we have a big rise of you know, support for local, by local campaign that's going on in, in the region. And um, health and wellness trends are also citing, you know, as very important. Um, any comment on this? Yes, I think so. And, and to that point, uh, our survey found that there's, um, you know, a, a, launch, a lot of entrepreneurialism amongst people who want to start businesses. And there's a very supportive environment for entrepreneurs across Canada. Uh, and in fact, the, the a huge majority of Canadians um, really want to support small businesses and, uh, and local businesses. And, and you might sort of want to ask why. Um, and I think it's for a number of different reasons. Um, you know, first of all, almost 90%, this is interesting, like 90% of uh, Canadians think that small businesses um, are better uh, tailored to their local and specific needs. Uh, better able to deliver customized solutions. Uh, they think that they're better able to innovate. Almost three quarters of Canadians find small businesses more innovative and adaptable. And I think uh, a majority of Canadians, uh, more than two thirds, 70%, um, specifically want to and intend to sh uh, shop at and support small businesses. So, you know, on both sides of it, uh, people who want to become entrepreneurs and the Canadian population supporting entrepreneurs you would have to say entrepreneurialism is alive and well across Canada, which I think is a very promising sign for Canada and our economy. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. It's definitely a career of choice. I know growing up, you know, mom would say, you're going to be a doctor, you're going to be a lawyer, you're going to be an engineer. And now it's like being an entrepreneur, you know, you're a rock star. <laughs> Very true. It is. It is something that uh, many Canadians uh, I know uh, uh, have considered and uh, have really uh, uh, thrived in. As we know, it's not for the faint-hearted, right? So that's why starting a side hustle is very important, especially if you do not have the heart for uncertainty. Well, it's a great way to get experience and test your idea and, and actually begin to learn. Because, you know, I've had a chance to work with lots of business owners and entrepreneurs over the years, and uh, there, there's many qualities that they have. You know, one is they're they're very pragmatic uh, and and practical uh, people, um, and uh, principled, but practical and adaptable, and able to adjust and find opportunity. And you know, a great way to develop those skills is to start small and test and learn and see what works, and then kind of grow from there. I absolutely agree with you because, um, you know, as, as you're saying, once you're, once you're able to test small, you're able to iterate quickly and refine your product or service for your customers. So, so that's, uh, that's wonderful. So talking about the side hustle, Dan, what advice would you have for individuals who, are really, who really have a burning idea and they want to start a side hustle today or tomorrow? after listening to this episode. <laughs> yeah, well, hopefully lots of people are considering after listening to us today. Um, well, a couple of things, you know, first of all, um, you know, uh, talk to some folks, help, uh, help form your ideas and then bounce your ideas off some other folks and, and do some, uh, do some research. Uh, we have a, we have a tremendous uh, a site at RBC called RBC Small Business Navigator that is chock full of uh, tools and resources and guides for, uh, for people who are thinking about uh, starting up and, uh, and running a, a small business. So you don't have to go it alone. There's, uh, there's all kinds of resources out there. And then, you know, when you're ready to take the plunge, uh, we have uh, an app called Owner, O-W-N-R, that allows you to uh, register and incorporate a business in a very short period of time, maybe 15, 20 minutes uh, at, at a very uh, efficient cost. Um, and it gets you up and running uh, really quickly and, uh, and simply. So lots of things out there to help, uh, help you get going uh, once you've got your idea and you want to put it into action. Done with companies who are already established, who are looking for some strategies to streamline their operations and increase their productivity, what advice would you have for them? Um, yeah, uh, a couple of things stand out. I think, you know, first, uh, always helps to assess your core offering uh, and, uh, and understand how you might evolve them. You know, uh, obviously, consumer tastes and trends have changed a lot and evolved a lot over the past couple of years. So it's always important to, uh, to stay relevant and make sure that you're really meeting the, uh, the needs of your customers. Uh, and, and then for sure, if you haven't already, or uh, you should continue to think about it if you're already doing it. How do, you, how do you digitize your business further and become that much more efficient, whether that's uh, embracing e-commerce and digital solutions or just taking advantage of all the great uh, apps and resources that we spoke about uh, a bit earlier. And, uh, you know, there's lots of ways we can uh, help uh, business owners that are already up and running 
um, at RBC, we have a whole suite of what we call beyond banking solutions. So obviously, we, uh, we love to look after business owners with uh, core banking offering, and uh, we like to help them in all kinds of other ways. Uh, for example, we have this incredible tool called RBC Insights Edge, which uh, can offer you all kinds of insights into your customers, their buying patterns, and help you figure out where you can find more people just like that, or maybe more where you might want to open up another store or target your uh, your marketing efforts. When, and then, uh, sorry, go ahead. Excuse me. With this uh, RBC Insights tool, is that domestic focus or does it have a global focus as well? Yeah, it's it's more focused on the Canadian market for sure, based on where it pulls the uh, the data from. But uh, you know, if you have a store in Toronto, it might tell you where you could find other customers, just like your best customers. Um, you know, elsewhere in Toronto or Ontario, or maybe even out in BC and that kind of thing. And it can tell you a lot about uh, your customers' buying patterns and even their demographics. So a very incredibly powerful tool to help you understand uh, your business. And how you can uh, how you can grow your grow your sales, um, you know. And then there's there's kind of uh, digitizing your business. We've talked a lot about. Uh, we have a partner called SureWeb who offers all kinds of digital solutions and technology solutions for small and mid-sized businesses. Uh, and if you're concerned about, as you should be, uh, cybersecurity, uh, we just started working with a new partner of ours called uh, Cobalt. Uh, who help small businesses um, manage and mitigate their cybersecurity risk. So lots of things that we can do to help you uh, grow your business and prosper and, uh, and also manage the risks that come with managing a business in today's day and age. For small businesses who, you know, collecting the cash is very important to them, right? From their customers, as well as paying their suppliers. What uh, services uh, do you have to help small businesses? Well, I think, you know, we say uh, cash is king and it is, although physical cash, perhaps not. Uh, I really believe that uh, one of the best uh, steps you can take as a small business is to digitize uh, your payments as best as possible. And there's such a variety of safe and secure uh, online and digital payment solutions out there. Um, and it's, uh, it's, uh, it's so much better to go that route then uh, have the, uh, the, the, the hassle and, and the cost and risk of managing uh, of physical cash. So uh, I would for sure, if, if uh, I was a small business owner and I hadn't already, uh, explore uh, digital payments and, uh, and digital payment solutions just as a safe, secure way to uh, tr transact business. I definitely have to agree with you. And we know that, you know, the pandemic has definitely accelerated that process, you know, with people, um, especially in the food industry, uh, restaurant industry, the whole curbside pickup, you know, people were, um, people had to, you know, adopt new apps um, in order to be able to get their payment. Um, we can see across different industries as well, as it relates to um, other um, front-facing brick-and-mortar stores, how how they've had to uh, increasingly um, digitize. So I like I like what you're what you're saying. That's um, that's good. Yeah, we work with a a great partner, uh, Moneris, uh, that has all kinds of e-commerce solutions and uh, point-of-sale uh, solutions. Some of them very very small and, and easy to manage and mobile 
that uh, that can help you transact with uh, with consumers uh, on, in a retail business uh, in a very safe, secure way. So now we're going to segue into some of the things you do, Don, to set the tune for the day. Let's lighten things up. Uh, sounds good. So what do you do to put a pep in your step every day? Oh, for sure. I get out and do uh, some morning exercise. Uh, start by walking uh, our dog. We have a great energetic uh, Labradoodle who loves to head out in the morning and uh, run me around the block a few times. Uh, and then uh, once I've got him back home, I go and do some exercise for myself as well. And uh, I think it's great to get that done first thing in the day, because then, you know, you don't have to worry it throughout the day, uh, you know, and I find it's great think time as well. Um, you know, you can kind of think about your day and make sure that you're just entering um, it with a really positive, uh, really positive frame of mind. So uh, some morning exercise, I think is a great way to kick off the day. All right. I agree with you on that one. <laughs> what music do you have on your audio player? Because we all know that music helps to change your mood, your vibe, depending on what you're working on as an individual. Yeah, I think uh, all my friends who would uh, listen to my music would say I have a very eclectic collection. Uh, maybe, uh, maybe for some of them too eclectic. So I listen to all kinds of things. Uh, I've got some some uh, favorite tunes. I love the song "I Do Too" by the uh, the Rec Laws. Um, but uh, all kinds of uh, pop music. Uh, Beatles are always awesome. Uh, and, uh, and on weekends when we're driving uh, and hanging out uh, with my family, we tend to listen to country music, a lot of Luke Combs and that kind of thing. So yeah, just always nice to have music in the background and lift your spirit. All right, I agree. And I'm definitely going to continue to listen to your song because it's awesome. Thank you. <laughs> In terms of leadership and business book, is there a book that that you've read that has really helped to impact your leadership style and how you manage your employees? Sure, yeah. I, I think two um, come to mind. The, the first is probably well known by your readers uh, called Good to Great, which is, uh, you know, which is just a great uh, text and, and playbook for um, how do you build a high-performing team? Mm -hmm. um, and even if you've got a good one, how do you make them that much better and really unlock their potential? Um, so, you know, I think that's a, that's an incredible book. And uh, I sometimes go back and reread parts of it. And, and then the second, which uh, when I was working with a coach was recommended to me, uh, is a great little read, wonderful little book called The Coaching Habit. So mm -hmm. it can't be more than maybe 100 pages or something like that. Very good read, but um, really, really, really great book. And I often recommend it to, uh, to leaders on my team and others. All right, that's awesome. Two good books right there. So Don, we've talked about a lot of things. Is there anything I have missed that you would like to talk about? Um, no, you know, maybe maybe just a, uh, maybe just a thought. Uh, and, and it's that, uh, as I said, I've been fortunate to work uh, over many years at RBC with, uh, with business owners and, uh, it, it's such an energizing and incredible uh, job. I love it each and every day. Um, one of the things that I've, I've really learned, uh, you know, from talking with business owners and entrepreneurs is that, you know, it, it, it can be tough. Um, and even at some times, uh, it can probably feel a bit lonely. Um, and, uh, and I think that um, any business owner uh, and entrepreneur should never feel alone. 
Um, I think uh, getting out and talking to others is really important. Talking to other business owners, whether that's other store owners on the street or uh, other business owners in your business park, going to business forums, uh, talking to uh, perhaps your professional advisors, accountants and lawyers. I think it's important to just share what's on your mind, bounce ideas off of others, have a bit of a sounding board. Um, and, and by talking through the challenges you're facing, I think uh, it makes it uh, less lonely and, uh, and you probably have, uh, have great ideas about where to go from there. And, uh, and of course, at RBC, we love talking to business owners. So uh, please come on and talk to us if you got anything on your minds. We're always happy to try to help you out. I love it, love it, love it, right? It's, it's all about connections. And you're right, with entrepreneurship, um, for many, it's a lonely road being that leader, the flag bearer who leads the way with the team. So, um, so definitely, listeners, um, you got some great golden nuggets uh, throughout this episode. Now, listeners, this is it. I got to go. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. For those of you, my curious listeners who want to find out more about the survey, Don, where can they get more information on the survey? Oh, uh, again, I, I think um, there's a, we put out a press release uh, recently, and I think your blog may have a link to that. So that's got a little more of the details in there uh, as well for, uh, for those who just want to learn a little bit more, all kinds of stuff in there. All right. Awesome. So thank you so much, Don, for coming on. I really appreciate you. I really appreciate the work that you and your team do to help small businesses. And I look forward to another interview with you <laughs> at a future date. Thanks, Irene. I, I sure hope so. It's been a lot of fun. Listeners, what do you think? Did you learn a thing or two today? I sure did. You can catch our latest blog nuggets at www.irinearussell.org. Now, it takes a lot of work and effort to pull this podcast together, and I appreciate you paying it forward by sharing it with a friend. Share this episode. Share several episodes. I would love to get your feedback on it. Since you've stayed all this time listening to this particular episode, please hit the follow button on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Also, head over to Apple Podcasts to rate this episode. I'd appreciate it. Your rating helps to elevate our brand. Thank you so much for continuing to listen to the Canadian Side Hustle and Business Podcast. And if you've dropped in for the first time, definitely continue to follow us. This is the preferred podcast for everyday people. I'm your host, Irene Roussel.